I really encourage you to then deeply think about the version of yourself that you want to become. And creating that vision, mapping out literally every single detail of how you want to act, how you want to behave, how you want to act around food, how you want to feel in your body, how you want to, how you want your life to be in general. Because this is really going to help you see what it is that you desire to embody. And so really asking yourself, just going deep within you and because we, when do we ever do this? When do we ever really think about what it is that we want for ourselves and for our life and how we want to actually feel how we want to be? Welcome to the Lightworkers podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Cousins, an embodiment and transformation coach and lightworker in this lifetime. My mission is to help you live an authentic life that is in alignment with your higher self by helping you heal the relationship you have with yourself, food and your body so you can cultivate self-love, step into your power and confidence and embody the dream version of yourself. You are inherently worthy and deserve to attract all of your divine desires. With the advice and tools that me and my amazing guests are going to share with you in every single episode, you will soon be able to start living the life you have always dreamed of. Let's elevate the collective consciousness together, one step at a time. Welcome back to the Lightworkers podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because it is all about empowering, empowering yourself to be who you want to be and let yourself be free of expectations and judgment from others. And it's about embodiment, about embodying the dream version of yourself. What is it that you want to embody? What is the desire? What is it that you desire to embody? This is all about your identity shift, about reassessing who you are and who you want to become. This is so powerful. It's about asking yourself, who is the dream version of yourself? What is the powerful vision you have of the woman that you want to be. This is all about creating that next level version of you for you to embody and step into. And this also includes reassessing how you're being influenced by others. And to ask yourself, do you feel guilt and shame? Do you feel judged? Asking yourself, all of these questions will help you paint a clear picture of where you want to head and who you want to become and where you're at right now. So it's about asking yourself and be being really honest with yourself, thinking about what kind of woman do you want to be? Are you happy where you're at right now? If not, why not? Where are you at right now? in your relationship with food and where do you want to be and then 
bridging the gap between where you're at right now and where you want to be. So my guess is that you want to be a woman who is confident and who loves herself and who loves food and who lives healthy but at the same time has no problem indulging, who doesn't restrict herself, who doesn't participate in guilt and shame around food choices and eating habits and body size and weight and who doesn't judge herself or others for their choices. A woman who's free, who trusts herself and honors what is best for her and who doesn't let others dictate how she should live, how and what she should eat, what she should weigh, how she should look like and how she should present herself. So reassess right now in this moment where you are at in your relationship with food and where you want to be and where you're at right now in your relationship with yourself and where you want to be. And reassess what role others play into that. How are others influencing you? And how are others making you feel? How are you being influenced by society, by the media, especially social media, but also by those around you, by those close to you, by those who are in your circle. And this goes back to what we talked about in module one, um, how we take on the beliefs of others without being aware, without even realizing it. And this happens especially often when it comes to food and eating habits and dieting. Have you ever been in a social setting, a situation where you were eating with friends or family members, you were eating around others, with others, and someone said that they're not having a certain food item or dish because they are wanting to lose weight, because they're on a diet right now, because they're avoiding carbs, fats, sugar, etc. And then that made you start questioning yourself and your own choices and whether you should be doing the same. And then your thoughts influenced your emotions and you became anxious um, thinking about your weight or that food item or that meal that you, that you originally intended to have, to order. And then you end up re reacting based on that emotion and you don't eat, you restrict, you do the same. You follow what the other person is doing, you mimic them. Because their behavior influenced and triggered a negative emotional response in you. And you reacted upon that. Or another scenario. Have you ever experienced that you are, you, you are, you are in a social setting again, in a situation where you are eating with others, and then someone makes a comment that what you have isn't healthy, or that you are eating so much and you should really be watching what you're eating. I can almost guarantee 100% that each and every one of you has experienced something like this before in their lives. I personally have had this happen many times. I've experienced all of these scenarios multiple times and I still experience them sometimes today. It's very common. But now... I don't care anymore and it doesn't affect me. Why? 
because I have released feelings of guilt and shame and fear of judgment that I had attached because of exactly this reason. Because others will always try and influence you or tell you what to do and what not to do. And they will always voice their opinions and beliefs, no matter if you ask for it or not. And most of the time, they're not even doing so with a bad intention. Most of the time, they're actually really unaware of how this is affecting you. And they're just doing this because they care about you. And they genuinely think that saying these things is going to be beneficial for you. But they don't mean for you to feel shame, guilt and judge. They don't intend for you to feel like that. Now, of course, some people might do it intentionally, but in most cases, generally speaking, especially when it's our loved ones and those close to us, they don't have any bad intentions. Um, and they're just simply unaware of how their comments and their behaviors can negatively influence us and what effect that can have on us. Um, but of course, we are going to have an emotional reaction to this. We are going to feel bad. We're going to feel guilty um, for eating something unhealthy. We're going to feel judged for eating too much um, and for our food choices in general. And we're going to feel shame. And this is then going to induce feelings of disgust in us. We're going to feel disgusted at ourselves for eating this, for eating in general, for our weight, etc. And so this food shaming, whether that's done intentionally or unintentionally, is going to have severe, long-lasting consequences for us because we're going to attach feelings of guilt and shame, disgust and judgment directly to food choices and our eating habits. And this is going to influence our relationship with food, of course, and our urge for dieting, calorie restriction, obsessing over food, being scared of carbs, fats, sugar, etc., being paranoid of unhealthy foods. And so in order to improve our relationship with food, we need to release these feelings of guilt and shame and judgment and disgust. And this is where thinking of who we want to be and what we desire to embody goes hand in hand. Because when we think of the absolute dream version of ourselves, when we create that powerful vision of who we want to become, we're going to realize that we can choose whatever we want for ourselves. We have that freedom. We are powerful. We literally have the power to decide what we want and how we want to act and how we want to think and what we want to eat and how we want to act around food and how we want to behave when it comes to taking care of ourselves and our body. We can empower ourselves to be whoever we want to be. And we can choose to let go of guilt and shame. We can choose to stop caring about being judged. We can choose to do whatever is good for ourselves and to start listening to ourselves. To start doing whatever feels aligned for us, meaning that we listen to our intuition and our body. And if it's not a full body, yes, then we'll choose not to eat that food. But if it is a full body, yes, and it feels right and good for us, then we will damn well eat that food, no matter what someone else says or thinks. So creating this version of yourself, this inner goddess that you want to embody, that you want to step into, 
is going to help you see what you can do in order to step into that version of yourself now. Now, when someone judges me for my food choices and for how much or even for how little I'm eating, it doesn't bother me anymore. I don't emotionally react to it anymore as I used to. I used to get extremely triggered by this. But now I don't question or second guess myself anymore. And I don't feel guilty or ashamed or disgusted at myself. Because I found empowerment in making my own choices. And basing these choices off what I know is good for myself and for my body, my mind and my soul. And so I don't take it personally anymore when someone else doesn't agree with my choices. I don't care what they think. I'm neutral when it happens. And this is because I know and I've realized that someone is always going to have an opinion. Someone is always going to have a different opinion and they're always going to feel the need to share that with me. No matter why, no matter what their reason for that is, this is something that I've accepted and I've made peace with because I simply cannot change that. You can never please anyone. And this isn't even about pleasing others in general. We shouldn't feel like we have to behave and eat in a certain way to please others. And like we're obliged to please others. This is not our responsibility. You are allowed to choose for yourself. You are empowered. And we will talk about this a little more detail in module four when it comes to nourishment. But I, what I want you, what I really want you to take away from this, from this mod module, is that you are empowered to make your own choices. And you're empowered to choose not to be influenced by others. You hold the power. No one else. Because the fact is that others will always have something to say. No matter what you're doing, literally no matter what you choose to do. When you're eating too much, when you're not eating enough, when you're eating healthy, when you're not eating healthy, others will feel triggered by whatever you do. Some, at least some will feel triggered. And that is not your responsibility. It's theirs because they need to be ready to work on their own healing and relationship with food and their beliefs. And so this is not your burden to carry. And you should focus on your own journey and not be distracted by others. I literally had people judge me when I didn't eat and I restricted myself. And then I had people judge me when I started eating and I was eating many unhealthy things because at the time I was trying to gain weight because I had to. And I was being judged for that. And then I was judged for eating too healthy and it's still the same today. I was judged for going vegan because this supposedly is just me trying to cover up that I'm still having an eating disorder and I still have problems with food. At the end of the day, I know what is true in my heart and you know what is true in your heart. And we know what's good for us and for our bodies. I am making my own choices and I feel empowered every time I eat. And I want you to, I want you to know that you can feel the same way. I want to empower you to do the same. Through being judged and feeling all of this guilt and shame, I felt so invalidated. And I know that 
this happens so often that we are being invalidated by others. My experiences and my feelings felt invalidated by others and I struggled with this until I realized that I can either let others have that power over me <coughs> or I can empower myself instead. And so I chose the latter. And now I feel empowered to speak up when it happens. Whereas before, I was making myself this small and I didn't say anything because I didn't have the courage to. I wasn't brave enough to speak up for myself and to set healthy boundaries and to voice how I'm feeling. And so as soon as you choose empowerment and to empower yourself, you're going to free yourself. Now, when a loved one makes me feel invalidated for my feelings and my experiences, I simply open up the conversation and I gently tell them how they make me feel. Because by doing so, I create awareness for them. And communication is really key. Because again, most of the time, others are not aware of how they make you feel. So if you don't share your feelings and your emotions with them, they're not going to know. And this is going to happen again and again and again. And it's going to induce a vicious cycle of you feeling invalidated, you feeling guilt and shame, and you feeling judged, but them not knowing how they make you feel and how they can change their behavior so that you don't have to feel that like that anymore. And so whenever someone makes you feel invalidated, I, I really encourage you to approach them, but in a kind and gentle way and just open up the conversation and initiate communication and tell them honestly and truthfully how you feel and how they make you feel when they say certain things or behave in a certain way. Because this will create awareness, the much needed awareness for them, and it will enable them to reassess their own behavior so that they won't repeat this anymore in the future. And so then you won't have to feel invalidated anymore. And this cycle can be broken. And so in order to work through and release all of these feelings of guilt and shame and fear of judgment that you might have that negatively influence your relationship with food and your eating habits and your food choices, um, I really encourage you to journal on this and I really encourage you after you've done that and you've dealt with your feelings of guilt and shame and, and judgment and and you um, you dove deep and you processed them and you were able to release them, I really encourage you to then deeply think about the version of yourself that you want to become. And creating that vision, mapping out literally every single detail of how you want to act, how you want to behave, how you want to act around food, how you want to feel in your body, how you want, how you want your life to be in general. Because this is really going to help you see what it is that you desire to embody. And so really asking yourself, just going deep within you and because we, when do we ever do this? When do we ever really think about what it is that we want for ourselves and for our life and how we want to actually feel, how we want to be? And so doing this is such a powerful exercise to journal about this and to really ask yourself, what would the perfect day in the life 
of me be like? <coughs> Where would I be? What would I do? What would I eat? How would I act? Who would I be with? What would I wear? Literally all the single simplest details, really going into detail on this. How would you act around food? What would you eat? What would your food choices be? How would you feel in your body? How would you feel about movement, about moving your body, about working out? How would you feel when you have a food baby or when you bloated? How would you react? Thinking, not just thinking about the big picture, but really going into detail how you want to feel. And this all goes back to reassessing where you're at right now, especially in your relationship with food and how this is affecting you in your life and where you want to be. And thinking about all of these scenarios that really impact you right now. So that's why I've just mentioned all of these things, because for me personally, back then, a huge problem for me was that I just hated feeling bloated. And I hated that feeling of having a food baby after you just have food. And so when I was restricting myself all the time, and then after a long period of restriction, I binged. And then I obviously had way too much food. My stomach was in such undescribable pain because of all the hours that I had restricted beforehand. My stomach obviously wasn't able to take as much food anymore, especially not in such a short amount of time when I was just binging everything I could because I was so hungry. Um, and then I had stomach pain and then I had a food pain and then I was bloated, of course, because I did that to my body and I didn't take care of it. Um, and I hated feeling like this. And this is why it then fueled even more restriction. And then I was even more paranoid about eating because I didn't want to be bloated. I didn't want to have a food baby. I didn't want to feel that way. And so and this is what I mean about reassessing where I'm at right now, just really thinking about all the things that you're struggling with right now and all the things that you're struggling with when it comes to eating and then thinking about how you want to feel. Because I didn't want to feel like that. I didn't want to feel like being bloated or having a food baby is a huge issue for me. I still wanted to love and accept my body no matter no matter if I just had food or before food. Because now I love my body no matter what state it is. And I love my body before I eat. And I love my body after I eat. And I love my body when I'm on my period. Because again, the female body just changes with our cycles. And in general, in the summer as well, I retain way more water weight in, in the summer. Now I'm not a big deal anymore. I just, I love my body no matter what phase it is, no matter what phase it's going through. And I've accepted that and I don't care anymore. But back then it was such a huge issue for me. And so really thinking about your issues right now and what you're struggling with right now and how you want that to change, you can then dig deep and map out every single detail of how you want to feel, how you want to act. And then you can figure out what you can do in order to bridge that gap between where you're at right now and where you want to be. Um, and so that's exactly why this is so powerful because it will enable you to take the necessary steps, um, like I just said, so you can start embodying exactly what you want to 
what you want to feel like and who you want to become. And then you can bridge that gap in between where you're at now and where you want to be. And so um, the journaling prompts that I have attached to this are going to help you really dig deep and map out this version of yourself that you want to embody. Um, and then once you have started, you once you have started on that, and once you have done that, and you really have a crystal clear vision of who you want to become and what you want to embody, and you know exactly what you want and how you want to feel like and how you want to act, then you can start taking action. And you can start taking action by doing something every single day that gets you in alignment with that vision, that gets you into that energy of who, who you want to be, of how you want to feel, of where you want to be. And that enables you to start embodying exactly that version of yourself. And so, for example, if you want to feel free, you can simply start um, doing one thing every single day that will make you feel this way based on what freedom feels and looks like for you. So if you want to feel free around food especially, then you could start by consciously thinking of being free when you eat and evoking that feeling in you when you're eating. So again, depending on what this looks like for you, for example, for me, I associate being free with birds and with flying. So whenever I see birds in the sky flying, I just imagine being them and being able to fly. And this just makes me feel free and amazing. And it really enables me to feel the sensation in my whole body and to envision myself flying in the sky with the birds and joining them. And so I would evoke this feeling in my mind whilst I'm eating. So then I can start attaching that feeling of freedom to eating and to mealtime and to food in general. So this is just an example. Um, the idea is to, to, this is all about stepping into the energy of how you desire to feel. So it's about doing something that is evoking that feeling in you that you desire to feel all the time. It's about embodying that feeling and by making a habit out of it so that it just becomes normal to you. And so it's really about conditioning yourself to embrace being in that new energy and becoming the embodiment of your desires in that way. And what really helps me with this um, is having a routine that I can follow every single day. Something that feels effortless and easy to me and that doesn't take a lot of time out of my day. So I've created a morning and an evening routine that I personally enjoy and that keeps me focused. And I know the word routine can have negative meanings attached for some people. I know it can seem daunting and scary and <clears throat> literally like a burden. So if you associate all of this with a routine, <coughs> I really want you to just take a moment and reevaluate why that is. Why do you feel this way about a routine? <clears throat> And really reconsider what a routine even means to you. So what's your interpretation of a routine? Because it can mean so many different things to different people. We are all individually different and we don't always think of the same, think the same way about things collectively. We don't look at things the same way collectively all the time. 
And so just think about doing one thing every day. Just think what you're doing already right now every single day. This could be anything because I can almost guarantee that each and every single one of us has a certain thing or multiple things that we do on a day-to-day basis every day in the exact same way or slightly variated, but nonetheless still the same. For example, brushing our teeth. We do that every single day. I mean, I would assume most of us do that every single day. It's, it's, it's a habit. It's just what we do. And it's the same with drinking water, for example. Um, it's something that is so normalized in us already and that we don't even have to think about it anymore. It's like we're already subconsciously doing it. We don't have to think about it twice. We, we drink when we are thirsty. And sometimes we, we might forget to get enough fluids in. And then we remember and we follow through the next day. And so this is exactly what routine is for me. It's about looking at what we're already doing, the habits that we already have, that we do every single day. And this, this, this doesn't, it can be even bad habits that we want to change. It's literally every, anything that we, we can observe and we know we are doing this every day and it's normalized in us. It's just, we do it. We don't even think twice about it. And then it's about breaking down those habits that we have and thinking about how we can find a way to incorporate new habits that make us feel exactly how we want to feel. And so, in my opinion, a routine is not something that is negative. It's something that is beneficial for us. It's something very positive. It's something that that has become so normalized in us already. Like I said, that we almost do it subconsciously. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to think twice about it. And when we forget, it's not a big deal because sometimes we do forget when we're distracted or we have a lot to do or whatever's going on. And then it's not a big deal. We just do it the next day. So it's simple, easy and effortless. And following a routine as well, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's literally not about perfection. It's not about putting that pressure on yourself to to perform every single day, to do this every single day without fail, um, because else you're going to beat yourself up um, when you forget and you're going to feel guilty. No, it's it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. Because when we stay consistent, we get results. And we get to see the benefits of staying consistent. We get to reap the rewards. And that applies to pretty much anything in life. Consistency is key if you want to see progress with anything. And so starting a routine, it might feel overwhelming. It might be daunting in the beginning. But I really encourage you to look at it from a different angle and just take on a different perspective with this and just look at it as something fun and and make it fun and be playful with it. And that really takes away all that pressure and all that stress because, you know, it really shouldn't stress you out at the end of the day. You shouldn't have to force yourself to do it. It should feel easy and simple and effortless for you and you should enjoy it. It should be good for you it should be a benefit for you so it's about finding something that fits perfectly for you and it should be something that you look forward to something that just it just feels effortless something that you don't have to think about 
something that you don't, that you're not dreading every single day. So, because then you're going to make up excuses for not doing it and then you're not going to be able to stick with it and then it's just not going to work and it's going to make you feel bad and this is not about making you feel, it shouldn't make you feel bad. This is all about making you feel good and making you feel empowered. That's what we want to achieve by doing doing that and by establishing a routine. And so I would recommend just simply starting by observing your day because this is something that you can do that is so easy and it doesn't take you um, a long time. It doesn't take a lot of time either. You can just observe your day and find something that you can easily swap for doing something else. So for example, if part of your daily routine is that you're watching TV in the evening, you could just cut your TV time and replace it by doing something else. You could, for example, you could go on a walk or you could meditate or you could journal or do whatever you want to do, whatever fits with your vision of yourself and how you want to feel. Whatever can invoke that feeling and that energy in you so you can embody that. Or for example, if you spend a lot of time in the evening being on your phone, again, you can you could just limit your screen time and spend your time doing something else that helps you embody the energy of what you desire to feel. And so these are just a few examples to show you really how simple it can be to start incorporating a new habit and to make it a routine in your day-to-day life. Usually when people talk about routines, they refer to really fancy ones. Um, And these fancy routines can take out a lot of time during the day. And that can be inconvenient and stressful. And that's not how I look at routines. Again, I'm all about simplifying the process so that it is as easy as possible for you to stick with it and to be consistent. Because this is all about longevity and sustainability and simplification is the key for that. So it's simply about reassessing your habits that you already have and reassessing your day and seeing where you can free up some time to do something that helps you embody your desire according to your vision of the woman you want to become and then make it a routine. And so you might have even tried following a morning or evening routine before and maybe you weren't successful, but that wasn't that was only the case because it wasn't the right thing for you to do because again i see that so often that people out there um try to make it seem like their routine which is a really fancy routine that takes out a lot of time um out of your day and they make it seem like this is the way to go like you need to stick to this you need to be doing this every single day and if you don't follow it then you have failed Um, And you need to do it if you want to feel positive and start your day in in a great way or end your day in a great way. And this is just, it's all inducing pressure. And again, it's inducing feelings of guilt and shame and judgment because if I'm not doing this, then I'm not going to have a good day. I'm not going to start my day off in a positive way. This is not good. (sighs) No, it's 
Again, we're all individually different. And what works great for someone else might not work great for you. There are people out there who get up at four in the morning and they work out at five. And, and that might work great for them. But that definitely wouldn't work for me. And it might not work for you either. It might work for you. It might not. And so we can't just take one approach and say that it's going to fit everyone because it there's not one size that fits all. We're all different. We all need especially tailored approaches. And that's the same with so many other things in life. That's the same with movement. And that's the same with routines. So if you have ever felt like this before, if you've tried a routine in the past and you couldn't stick to it and it made you feel really bad and you felt like you failed and you felt awful, then please be assured that this is not the same because this is a completely different approach and this is all about you personally and what fits for you and what is the perfect fit for you. And it's also tailored to how you want to feel because that's the most important thing. It's about how you want to, what you want to embody and how you can embody that feeling every single day so that it becomes natural to you and it becomes normalized for you. So as an example, I'm going to tell you what my daily routine looks like so you can get an idea what it could be for you, possibly. So I have a morning and an evening routine. And again, you don't have... You don't have to have a morning and an evening routine. Like I said, I would really encourage you to start off so you're not too overwhelmed. Just start by observing and assessing your day and, and look at what you're already doing and what your habits already are. And then just simply start with one thing that you can do every single day to help you embody how you want to feel. Just start off with one thing. And this is because you don't want to feel overwhelmed and you don't want to feel pressure. You don't want to feel stressed. And so you're going to start off with one thing and then you can add onto that. You can add more things and you can stack up a routine for you. And this can be either in the morning, it can be in the evening. It depends on your day. It depends on you personally. It depends on your work. It depends on how much time you have. Again, this is supposed to be as easy and simple and effortless for you as possible. So it doesn't have to be a morning and an evening routine, nothing like that. You're going to start off by doing what is easiest for you. In my case, I have a morning and an evening routine. It, it wasn't always like that. It didn't always used to be like that. So I also don't strictly follow doing something every single day. I alternate. I vary. Um, I alternate between a few things that I have in my repertoire. Um, and I do so depending on how I feel on that day. So I always connect with myself and my body and I choose to do what is best for me and my body on that day based on how I feel. Sometimes I, I, I wake up and I feel great and very motivated. And sometimes I, I wake up and I just feel anxious or tight and and then I just need to do something else to get me out of that and to release my, my anxiety. And so that's completely normal. Sometimes you're going to wake up and you're going to feel completely different than you feel the next day or the day before. We're not always feeling the same way every single day when we wake up. And so in the morning when I wake up, 
what I like to do, and I really, I do this every single day. So this is the one thing I do without fail, no matter how I'm feeling, because it's always amazing for my energy and my mood and my emotions. I practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude is so extremely powerful. It gets you into a state of positivity and appreciation, and it's instantly going to make you feel happy. And so I do this every single day in the morning, and sometimes even as soon as I'm awake, as soon as I'm conscious, because I really like my first conscious thought to be a positive one that is filled with gratitude. And so sometimes when I'm still laying in bed, I will literally just think about how grateful I am to be waking up in this comfortable bed, to be laying in those soft sheets, to be warm and cozy. Or I think how grateful I am to be waking up to the love of my life. And then after that, I start my day with a yummy, nourishing breakfast. And in my case, most of the time that is porridge. But sometimes I also, I also fancy other things like French toast and pancakes and waffles or avocado toast. But on most days it is porridge because I'm just simply addicted to oats. <laughs> That's just one of my addictions and I never get bored of it. Um, and then with my breakfast, I enjoy my cup of coffee. And I even get happy and bubbly thinking about it just now because coffee is just one of my simple pleasures that I have every single day. And so I fully soak it all up and really enjoy this indulgence that I allow myself to have every single day. I'm so grateful for my coffee. And then after that, I journal. And I first journal about three things I'm grateful for in the morning. Sometimes I just end up writing more, but I always make sure it's at least free. And then I send, set my ten, intentions for the day. So I know exactly what my intentions are. And then at the end of the day, I like to look back on it as well and see if my intentions were aligned with how my day actually unfolded. And then sometimes I just have the need, I feel the need to, to write freely and just to literally write everything that comes to mind, um, whatever I'm channeling, whatever I feel like I really need to write out. But again, I don't do this all the time. Sometimes I don't just write freely. Sometimes I only write what I'm grateful for and set my intentions. Again, it depends on my desire and my need and how I feel like. And then afterwards, I either do some breath work or I meditate for a little while or I do some tapping. And that I do that because it helps me regulate my nervous system and release anxiety and stress and helps me focus. And then I go on a quick walk in nature. Sometimes I go on a walk later that day. I don't always go in the morning. Sometimes I do yoga in the morning. Sometimes I, I do Pilates. Again, it varies depending on how I feel that day. But all of these things, all of these habits, they don't feel like a burden to me. Again, it doesn't feel overwhelming or stressful to me. I genuinely enjoy all of, all of these things. They have a huge benefit for me and for my emotions. And they get me to start off my day in a really great way, where I feel positive, focused, relaxed, and really high vibe. But sometimes I have a lot going on and I might leave out certain parts of that routine. 
And then I just do it again the next day. Not a big deal. There's no right or wrong for me when it comes to this. And I stay consistent. And the one thing I do every single day without fail is practicing gratitude. So in the evening, I like to go on a walk in nature after I had dinner. In the winter when it's colder, like right now, it's already getting colder, I go on a shorter one. But then in the summer when it's warm and it's nice weather, I really like to go on a long walk in the evening, especially during sunset. So again, it varies here as well. And it also changes with the seasons. Sometimes it rains, especially here in England. So then if it rains the whole day, I d might not go on a walk that day because I'm not going to go out when it's raining. And so then I just wait and go whenever it stops raining. And if it's raining for a few days, then it's raining for a few days. And then I just have to wait until it stops. So it's not about strictly doing everything the same way every single day. It's really about giving yourself space and the capacity to adapt according to your circumstances and according to how you're feeling and according to what's going on in your life right now. Um, and then sometimes I journal before going to bed. I don't do this every time. Every day I do it sometimes. I, I always like to reflect on the day regardless, but sometimes I don't journal on it. Sometimes I just think about it. Sometimes when I feel the urge to journal, I journal, but I always like to reflect on the day. And again, what I'm grateful for, especially what I'm grateful for that happened on that day. And then I like to wind down either watching YouTube or reading or watching an episode of one of my favorite series. Sometimes I watch a movie, but that's mostly on the weekend. And all of that really helps me to prepare before I go to bed and to have a nice and good rest. So then I'm already prepared for the next day. And to me, it's really important to start off my day and to end my day in a good way. Sometimes, of course, that just doesn't happen. We all have bad days. Sometimes it's not like that. And then I like to do some extra work to get me to, to help me process my emotions and how I'm feeling on that day. And then I do some extra breath work or tapping or meditation, or I might go on a, on a longer walk or on a run, or I might do some movement for my body to get all that stuck, stagnant, negative old energy out and to really process my emotion and how I'm feeling and to release however I'm feeling, to release any anxiety or stress and to, to get focused again. And that always helps and it makes me feel so much better. And then I go to sleep. So I don't, I always make sure if I don't feel great that day, if I, if I'm feeling heavy, if I have a certain negative emotion, like I'm feeling sad or upset or, or angry or whatever I might be feeling, I always do something like that. So then I can go to bed feeling good and not feeling heavy because this is going to just disrupt my sleep and I'm not going to be able to rest and my body is also going to not be able to rest because if your body is still in that fight or flight mode and if you're feeling anxious and stressed or whatever you might be experiencing, that I really like to release that before I, I go to, to bed. So again, I just always look at how I'm feeling at the end of the day and then I just base whatever I'm doing on my emotions and my emotional state. And so this is just to give you an idea of how easy it can it can be. It's, it's really about doing something 
that you enjoy and something that is easy for you, something that helps you stay consistent. Because if it's not easy for you, you are going to have a hard time staying consistent and really sticking with it. And again, it's all about consistency. So find something that you can, that feels easy for you and that you know is going to be no problem for you to be consistent with. And also considering that it should be easy for you to incorporate and fit around your day and your work. And I would really, really encourage you to start incorporating practicing gratitude into your day. Because that is the one thing that is extremely powerful. And you will see such a huge difference in how you're feeling. And of course, I'm not saying if, you, if you're feeling very heavy and you feel sad or upset or stressed or, or anxious, forcing yourself to think about something you're grateful for. No, um, because you need to process your emotions first. But I mean, in the morning when you wake up or in the evening, if you practice gratitude, it's so powerful for you because it just makes you feel genuinely happy and appreciative of life and of everything you have. And this then in turn helps you have a positive outlook for the rest of, your of the day if you start doing it in the morning. And then um, in the evening, if you think about what you're grateful for that happened during the day, it starts help you end the day, the day in a positive state. And so this is why it's so powerful and I would really encourage you to start practicing gratitude. And if it's hard for you right now, because I know when you're just starting out, especially if you're not feeling so great right now where you're at um, in your life, then I know it can be hard to think about what you're grateful for. When I first started many years ago, when I was literally down here and I hit rock bottom, it was really, really hard for me to even think about something to be grateful for. But what I did and what I would encourage you to do is uh, I just thought about the most basic things. So, for example, that I was, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have access to clean water. So just really, if, if it's hard for you to think about something you can be grateful for, you don't have to think about something like really fancy. It's all about the simple things and just really anything that comes to your mind that you can be grateful for. So to recap, reassessing where you're at right now and where you want to be and creating a clear vision of the woman you want to become will help you pinpoint what you desire to embody. And then based on that, you can start reassessing your habits and create a daily routine where you make room for doing something that gets you into that energy you desire and that gets you to embody how you want to feel. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you get a lot of value out of this podcast, you would absolutely make my day by leaving me a five-star rating so that my content is able to reach even more people who need it. Thank you so much for all your support, love and light to you and I'll see you in the next episode.